welcome to episode i can't remember which episode this is um <laughs> i should have well, prepared for that but anyways we're back, we're back. hi we're, <laughs> happy, we're happy, you the... happy new year it's uh it's been a while obviously i was in canada got stuck in canada actually for uh an extra five days, but that is a story for another time. Um, no, actually, it isn't because one, every time you go back to Canada, you get stuck. Albeit only five days this time, but last time it was four six months. months. <laughs> six months. There we go. No, yeah, that was uh, that was a nightmare. We flew Vancouver to Calgary, and then we were supposed to go Calgary to Amsterdam. There was an issue with the plane in Calgary, so we had to spend a night in Calgary. By the time we got back to the airport the next morning, everything had been booked up or canceled because there were so many cancellations because of COVID. So we flew back to Vancouver. Got it all sorted out and got back on Tuesday. We've been back for a week. Did you do something else while over there? Like, you know, um, yeah, sort of. What happened? I got engaged. There we go. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. How does yeah. it feel? Well, I feel not much different, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's a pretty, pretty indifferent uh, happening, really, but... Good for you. And yeah, it was, a, it was a good vacation, both. obviously. You know, I was there for three and a half weeks. Um, friends, family had uh, Christmas and New Year's, ate a lot, drank a lot, got some presents. It was fantastic. Did you go to any live hockey? Did you get to see any, any NHL hockey? Uh, no, unfortunately, our schedule didn't really uh, line up with it. And then basically, like, after, th- there was two games we were looking at going to. Um, yeah. but unfortunately, like by the time we had gotten there, the, the COVID situation had kind of oh. deteriorated and the Canucks had a bunch of games postponed. So unfortunately oh, yeah, I wasn't true. able to attend the live hockey, but obviously I did watch games on TV, which was nice. So yeah, it's been, and the, and the NHL hockey has been pretty high standard this season. I got to say, we're going to talk about the SHL, obviously, but uh, just watching the the hockey, it, you can really tell that the fans are back in the building. There's another intensity, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did you catch, they we're record, obviously recording on a Wednesday, well, noon, really. Did you catch any from the last night's game? Uh, Games, well, rather? No, I just saw the Canucks lost to the Panthers, which was no surprise. The Panthers are absolutely just red hot right now, so. Yeah, uh, Evgeny Malkin was back after his injury. He's played his first game this season. Speaking of uh, hot, had... hot uh, teams, is Pittsburgh still on their win streak? No, they're not. They ha- they got it cut last Saturday, ending it at eleven. Uh, sorry, ten by the Stars, and then they won. Well, last night, obviously, with uh, Malkin scoring two goals and having one assist. So, <laughs> and he he opened up with a you know a typical Malkin slap shot from the point, and then he he deflected the game winner. And also had an assist while he could have scored a hat trick on, on empty net. So, really cool. Nice. But uh, yeah, let's let's get to uh, SHL news. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff we have missed, but at this point, a lot of that is kind of old news that everybody's already kind of heard. So let's kind of focus on uh, some of the more recent things that have happened. Uh, yeah. One of the big ones, obviously, the ageless wonder. Joel Lundqvist signs on for another season with Verlunda. He turns 40 years old in March. He's got. I think he, I believe he is, I, I had this in my article yesterday or on uh, Monday. Uh, he is fifth overall in SHL games played, but he's poised to be fourth overall by the end of this season and third overall by the end of next season, as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, it's looking solid for him, really. And he, I mean, like you said, he's the ageless wonder. And I think we talked about this before. Looking 
at him play this season, it feels like he's actually got an extra step in his game and on his strides. He's he seems a bit faster and a bit more, you know. Well, he's got Ryan Lash uh, back. I'm folk, sure you know that that's helping. Yes, yes, and also I I like. You can say what you want about Joe Lundqvist. People say that he runs the league and he gets to talk that much more than other players to the referees and stuff like that. But man, the league would be boring without him. He's, I uh, mean, it, there, there obviously is a certain amount of respect he gets uh, compared to other players and for very good reason. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's kind of Mr. SHL. He's uh, in his 19th season going into his 20th season next year. Uh, you know, he's been around for a really long time. So, I mean, there, there obviously is a little bit of, you know, respect for him as a, as, as a player and as a person that, you know, he can get away with a few things that some players wouldn't be able to. And I don't know, I don't really have a problem with that because of, what what he has brought to the league and like you said it would be uh it'd be a shame to see him to see him retire yeah for sure and just to <clears throat> uh, get back on his games played i'm i guess he's played every game this season the 30 uh, that played i believe has so um i'm just actually looking at his stats right now and you have to go back to 2014 2000 15 uh to find a season where he has played every single game last year he only played 39 games oh, previous true. season 46 the previous season 51 um but yeah 2014 2015 he played all 55 games but yeah he has played every game this season and that just to tie it up on his games played total it's 842 regular season games played and like you said he has a shot of reaching uh third well, actually, second uh, by the end of next season, if he's healthy, because there should be 22 games uh, yet to be played this season, which would put him at 864, then another 52. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, when you consider the fact he played three seasons, 134 games in the NHL on top of all of that, it's uh, it's yeah. pretty impressive the uh, the amount of games he's he's managed to play in the SHL yeah, over his sure. 19 seasons. Um, 184 goals, 288 assists for uh, 472 uh, total points and 788 penalty minutes. Well, yeah, you got to work at something, don't you? Uh, oh, okay, just, uh, just uh, sorry. Uh, what do you no. think? Uh, don't look at it right now. What do you think no, his plus minus is? His career plus minus in the SHL? Spanning across 842 games with the powerhouse that is Frölunda. Although they were just coming into their prime. By this, oh, it should be plus, I don't know, 275. Oh, wow. You would know. Plus 88. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought you were going to go too low there, but yeah, that plus 275, no. that would be impressive. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I come to think of it. Might be, uh, pretty different, yeah. Or pretty pretty difficult, sorry. <laughs> should also mention he's got 153 uh, uh, postseason games as well. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, speaking of a lot of games, I just uh, I'm do I might be doing an article about this at a later stage, but it would come out in Swedish, so it doesn't really matter. But but do you know that the well, you obviously you know the Ironman streak in the NHL, but there's a guy in in Sweden uh, comparing games right now. He has the most consecutive consecutive games played as well, but uh, in terms of you know. Who has the uh, longest Ironman streak in the NHS? It's like eight hundred or nine hundred games, I think. So it's yeah, not—it's nowhere near. Didn't Patrick Marlowe break nine hundred last season? 
I don't think he's, he has the longest one, though. But it doesn't really matter. We, we're talking about almost a thousand games, and we're nowhere near here. But so there's a guy. He played with Brinas in the '80s, '80s and '90s. He he actually played every single game through seven seasons, both uh, regular season games and post games. But can you guess who has the longest active uh, Ironman streak? Just pick a pick a guy. He's actually uh, I can tell I can tell you he's in Malmo. He's in Malmo. Um... Yeah. So think of a guy that you, he's a workhorse. So it's not Lars no, Bregman. That's a good guess, actually, but it's it's Christopher Forsberg. Oh, okay. So yeah, you were pretty much in the tier of players I was kind of looking for there. Uh, he has, give me a second, 260 straight uh, straight uh, regular season games and another 30 or postseason games. So, uh, but this guy from the 80s, Niklas Jelstad, is uh, first with 280 straight. Uh, regular season games and uh, 34 post game games. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool, actually. Yeah. Imagine playing every game through seven seasons. Just, yeah. That's really cool. Anyway, well, we're uh, not talking about Iron Man today. I mean, I think it was, uh, was it Daniel Sedin, I think, had uh, a really long Iron Man streak that was something like uh, over 750 games in the NHL. Really? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. I'm, I'm really. I'm going for it. I'm going to the records page here. I'm, was it, Henry? 679 games. That's pretty impressive. How much is that? That's almost seven seasons, right? No, uh, a bit more. March seven two, and a half. March 2004. Um, more than 10 years. That's really cool. That's really awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go skater records here. Because they do have executive games played NHL history. So yeah. Keith Yandel is the one I was thinking of last year, by the way. Yeah, but he's actually second overall. Yeah. Doug Doug Jarvis, Jarvis has is... 964 games straight from October 8th, 1975 through October 10th, 1987. That's insane. I mean, most, the vast majority of players won't even break the 900 mark total games no. in their career, let alone uh, consecutive. So, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. There are five players with 900 plus games, iron, uh, game iron streaks in, in the NHL history, which is really yeah, th- cool. I believe three of them happened last year. Um, Patrick Marlowe, Keith Yandel, and I can't remember the third one. Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, and Kessel... Oh... It says end date January 8th on both Yandel and Kessel, but I don't think the Flyers nor the Coyotes has played since. So I think they're still active, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're active. So both, oh, actually, uh, Keith Yandel, Phil Kessel, Patrick Marlowe, and also Brent Burns has an active uh, Ironman streak going. Uh, hmm. He's at 633. Patrick Marlowe is at 910. Uh, obviously, he hasn't played since May 12th, so because he, I, he doesn't have a team, but still, uh, Phil Kessel and uh, Yandel are both active as well. And among the top 28, which is a weird cutoff, uh, there are no other. Oh, actually, no, Carl Osner isn't active anymore, so okay, there we go. 
Anyways, cool. let's get back to Moving the on. SHL. Hey, SH. um, <laughs> I, uh, we should also mention um, <clears throat> on the topic of a lot of games played, Paraslin last night became Faryastad's uh, number one overall for most games played for the franchise. Uh, and he scored the opening goal of the game last night, which was actually a, a little bit of a weird one. It was uh, just a tap home for him. But uh, yeah, nice little moment there for Per Asland. Good for him. Uh, he's a he's just really really inspiring guy. He's uh, obvious uh, quite often a good quote, and uh, yeah, good for him. I wish him all anything, all good to him. He's a he's a great guy. So good for him. Uh, anyways, where where do we want to go from here? I think we because there are uh, a bunch of transactions. Maybe we should just go through the league. We do, well, we're looking into interviews, but I mean, life is pretty hectic right now. So we're bear with us here for a while, uh, guys. Um, we got well, actually, Dave, you're starting a new job, aren't you? Uh, no, not not at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, we are well swamped a bit so we are looking into some uh, interviews and we might get one next week hopefully and i'm looking into another a uh, couple of other few so um for the time being it's just us so you want to go standings and player sta- uh, player uh, rankings and stuff or want to go transactions uh let's go standings and uh player rankings i mean we can just do a yes. quick recap obviously there's not uh, a whole lot of uh change uh, at the top of the standings uh i mean rogla still sits uh, first overall with 59 points lulio's uh, you know, impressed, uh, moved up to uh, second overall with 57 points. But uh, talking to far- talking about Farius Dad, cracking the top six for I believe the first time this season over the past week. Yeah, I think so too. They they <laughs> this is what we were talking about. You know, once they get their act uh, their act together, they're gonna <clears throat> be a sneaky team heading into you know down the stretch here. And uh, here we are. I am. Um, mm-hmm. Things are happening in Karlstad for for the time being, and I, I like it. I like when Freistad uh, when they're good. Did we mention that they changed general managers? I'm not sure we did. And it's friend of the, the, their new general manager is friend of the show uh, Ricardalin. So awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, we talked about Freistad prior to the season, and I were I think I had them on as an outsider to win the whole thing, and uh, I still do. I still I do believe that they're getting their act back to get their, their act together and they're you know slowly but steady moving towards something good. Yeah, and it took them a little uh, while to get jump started, but uh... sure did. And they needed to, to, to change the goal as well. They brought in Furch, which we covered in a previous episode as well. So kind of one of the uh, more surprising teams that has fallen down the standings since our last episode, though, is Lexand. Uh, I mean, they were sitting you know, pretty consistently fourth or third overall um, uh, up until, uh, I guess, about halfway through December. And they've had a, a bit of a, a fall from grace, if you will, uh, down into eighth place. Yeah, they've, they haven't been able to get a goal. They, they're looking really poor. In the last five, they only got one win. And I think it's pretty bad in their last 10 as well. They only got, well, actually, they have four wins. So in their last five, they're falling apart a bit. Um, but I think... I think their D isn't doing them any favors right now. So they need to kind of get that back together to kind of, you know, at least stop the bleeding for the time being, because there are teams chasing them from below. Both Arbro and Linköping wants to advance, but they got more games played, which is good for Lexan. But yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, they right got now, they're in of, trouble. Like like you said, they got teams chasing us. Like, like middle of the pack right now is is real tight. I mean, you got the Lakers sitting in six overall with uh, forty eight points. Uh, Oscar Sham also with forty eight points, but uh, Lakers get the edge just uh, because of goals for and against. Then you got Lexan with forty six points, so they can they can still easily jump back into the top six with just a single win and a couple losses from uh, Oscar Shaman and the Lakers. And then you got a river at 45 and Lynch Oping with 42. Even Brinus has 40 points as well. So we've got from six to 11th, we've got only eight points separating those teams. And so it's a, it's a real tight race in the middle of the pack right now, real tight race at the top of the standings as well. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is the kind of high or the kind of, you know, even keel hockey that I, that I prefer whenever, when every game kind of matters because there aren't, there are pretty, pretty much no gaps, at least, in the tiers of the league, which is uh, what I like, because it gets it gets the intensity up a bit uh, in the games, and it puts more things on the line. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, <clears throat> Rogles sitting in first overall, obviously, but they're sitting just five points ahead of Faryastad in fifth, and so for London with fifty six, Lefty with fifty six, and Lulio with fifty seven. So. Really, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a sprint to the finish line. Um, as we've got what about twenty games left to play this season, depending on which team you're looking at. Yeah, twenty to twenty two. So yeah, it's it's going to be right down to the wire, which uh, it usually is in this league, and that's honestly one of the reasons I love this league so much is that it's uh, yeah. it's a very evenly matched league for for the most part. And that's the benefit with the three point system, I think the three two one system. The get the gaps gets uh, closed in pretty quickly once a team you know gets at least on a point streak or well obviously a winning winning streak but yeah I, I, that's why I, I like it so much I was really against it when it first got introduced in Sweden but I I came around pretty quickly because it's a way better way better way to kind of uh, decide the the league standings I think are you, hey there's a and just trailblazing here over to the NHL again but there's a from time to time there's a conversation or a discussion about you know you just count the wins and losses where are you at with that uh sorry can you repeat the question like, I was yeah sorry there, there's a uh, from from time to time there's a discussion in the NHL like to kind of move to the NBA style of counting where you, where you only count the wins and the losses where are you with that no I like the point system honestly um I don't, I, I mean, because then it would it would literally just make overtime games pointless. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so yeah, I like I like the point system. I honestly had no idea the NBA did it that way. That's it, that that just seems a little bit weird to me. Honestly, I would uh, yeah, like I would love to see the NHL go the opposite direction and go to the three point system like we have here in the me SHL. Too. Me too. Yeah, that, that's a side note. Moving on in the standings because I have something I need to bring up with uh, one of the teams just below the ones we were talking about. Uh, we'll go go for it. Uh, Brinas, Vinny Vevilainen. I kind of, I, I don't know if I praised him, but I said said that was an exciting an exciting uh, signing in net for Brinas prior to the season. And in his last eight games, he has uh, <clears throat> a one twenty six goals against average and four shutouts. Holy smokes! Now, if they can just get Brinas to score some goals. Exactly. I mean, he can't do it all by himself, <clears throat> quote unquote, Miko Koskin. Um, but, but, but I mean, um, that's insane. <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, they're putting it together in terms of, of team play defensively. And uh, that, I think that's where Miko Manner kind of wants his team to start and then to transition to the offensive side. And I mean, a one nothing win is better than a 
two, three loss. So, well, yeah, I, he had. Uh, am I am I reading this right? He had back to back to back shutouts. Yes. He had a four nothing win against Verlando, four nothing win against Malmo, and a four nothing win against Arevalo. Yes. That is nuts. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the longest. No, it can't be. But no, uh, that can't be the longest shutout streak. But that's that, no, that one is of, I guess. quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're putting it together in terms of defensive play. And I think, did we go through? They signed Dimitro Timoshev. I think we did. Uh, it's been a while, but, but uh, I think that's a pretty exciting signing, to be honest. Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was covering the game last night for Estad and Brinis, and Timoshev was looking just just great. He had a nice little kind of um, 360 move to create a nice opportunity for himself. But yeah, that 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 was kind of a out of the blue signing. But uh, he looked really good last night, and I think he's going to fit in well. He has 12 points in 14 games. Well, then I guess he is fitting in well. <laughs> yes. So yeah, three goals and nine assists. So yeah, good for him. <clears throat> Uh, anything else from the standings, really? Um, oh, I just want to promote. I got an interview with Cameron Brace of Oscar Sam coming out tomorrow, I think, on the nice. SHL website in English. So uh, make sure to check it out. And we are having him on the show at a, at a later stage, I think. Because hopefully, he, yeah, I'd love, I'd love yeah, to chat with him. I'll I'll send him a text because he, I think he might be up for it in in a, in, a, in a while here. He said that was a really good talk, and we go into deep, uh, in, in, in very deep on you know where he's from and what brought him to the SHL and how he got here and why he didn't go down the you know the AHL or ECHL road to kind of make it to the NHL. It's a he's a fasc- fascinating guy, and he's really found his stride in the SHL. I think he has uh, twenty points in thirty games or something, which is uh, good. Yeah, yeah, really interesting career path he's taken. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you know how much how many points he has in Denmark? <laughs> because obviously he came. Oh yeah, he put up something ridiculous. Like he had like two like plus seventy point seasons, I think. No, oh, uh, he has. He had a uh, hundred and hang on. In two seasons in Denmark, he had a hundred and ten points in seventy eight games. Jesus. Yeah, and he never finished more than third in the in the in the, in the, in the player standings. I think. <laughs> Wait, so that okay. goes to show. Okay, well, here's an even crazier stat. He put up the exact same amount of goals and assists yeah. in both seasons, despite the fact his second season he played 14 less games. Yes, I know. That's uh, uh, 19 yeah, goals, 36 else, assists. Man. But back yeah. to back, and seasons. he's a feisty player as well. He's a feisty. I mean, he has 33 penalty minutes. Uh, he he doesn't take any crap out there, and uh, he, although he's not a biggest guy, he's. Five foot ten, 174 pounds, but I really like his play, man. He he just he can run you over if need be to get to the goal and uh, get to get to the net. And uh, yeah, well, of Jesus. course he doesn't take any crap. Six ten, he's a good Canadian kid. Ah, oh, shut up, <laughs> Don Sherry over there. Um, I want to take a look at uh, the uh, player statistics at the moment because there is yeah. one player in particular that is finally. Starting to produce, had a bit of a slow start to the season. Can you guess who I'm Friend of the show, I guess. Adam Tambellini. Yeah. Uh, Currently sits second overall in goals scored with 18 after, I mean, I I feel like halfway through November, he only had, what, five or six goals? Yeah, he had, you know, like in the middle, mid-October, I think he had 38 shots on goal and two goals. Yeah. 
So, so I don't know. I think and at that point, we were also kind of, you know, saying it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's also uh, third overall in points with uh, 34 tied, actually, with Max Verano. Um, and so, yeah, he's absolutely just come alive. Like, uh, it, it's kind of incredible. <clears throat> also, he's on, he's on a 16-game point streak. Yeah, that helps, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's insane. And that's tied for the longest ever in the SHL history. Is it actually? Yeah, it is. Okay, so it's him and Hakan Lub, I think, or Philip yeah, Bremberg. Bremberg. They're, they're playing Lynn Shipping on uh, on Thursday night. So yeah, well, fingers crossed for uh, for Mr. Tambley. I think I'm gonna let, let me recount that: two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, four. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, it's insane. So he's yeah he's making a push for uh, push for the top, but uh, I find it interesting actually that the top three point getters in the league are all North Americans. Yeah, I don't think we've had that in quite some time. Yeah, because uh, Ryan Lash obviously is leading with 37 points. He's He has slowed down a little bit. He um, has, but I the, mean, uh, at the same time, the, the Fernando power play has slowed down as well. Yeah, and then uh, Max Verano and Adam Tambellini with 34 points each. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the North Americans showing up to play this, uh, so this there's season. So, a... There's a filter in on the SHL stats page where you can go, you know, last amount of games. Uh, and obviously, Adam Tambellini has point, has at least one point in his past 16 games. So filtering on those uh, last 16 games throughout the league, no peaking now. There are uh, six players with more than a point per game in the last 16 they've played. How many points does Adam Tambellini have in those last 16 games? I can tell you that Marcus Jung and Lucas Ekestol-Jonsson has 18 points, as well as Linus Carlson. Uh, Leon Bristet of Rögle has 19, as well as Patrick Carlquist of Oscar Sam. And then we have Mr. Adam Tambellini. 23. 26. Holy crap. He has 15 goals and, and 11 assists. So He's he has, on fire, dude. He has 15 goals in 16 games. Yeah. That's almost unheard of in this league, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, and we got to get has, him back on the show. Absolutely. We need, you know, after the, when, when the point streak ends, we are for sure trying to get him on. And he has, <laughs> he has a 23.4 shooting percentage. <laughs> so he's basically scoring one of every, on like, yeah, he's basically scoring uh, once every, every four fourth shot. shot. Yes, Jeez, that, so, that that's some Ovechkin numbers right there. Yes, exactly. What you're exactly you're hitting the head on the nail. Uh, oh, other way around. Hang on. So that's so in total he has 18 po- uh, goals. He has 15 goals in his past 16 games. And uh, hang on, he has 113 shots on goal throughout the season. So that puts it to 15.92. Uh, in shooting percentage throughout the season. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty he's crazy. Fired up, dude. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I think he is. Did you say? Yeah, you did say. He's nobody has hit twenty goals yet. That's uh, quite interesting, though. Yeah, I'm a little surprised Verano hasn't actually because he was on a real hot streak when I left uh, for Canada. Yeah. But obviously, he's he's slowed down a little bit. But with the way Tambellini's going, to be honest. With the way Tambellini's going, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him hit 20 goals in the next week. No, he could hit 20 against Lean Shopping, I guess. Yeah. So Verano has only has one goal in his past six games. 
Yeah, like you said, the, like the, the whole Lexan team in general seems to be uh, on a bit of a slump, struggling a little yeah. bit there. But I mean, if you want to have a slump right now is probably a good time to do it. And then you can maybe uh, get back some momentum heading into the postseason. So, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. uh, and you need to go through, every team goes through a slump throughout the season, apart from you, Gordon, whose entire season is a slump. But um, looking at, you know, Lexan and their their lineup and their team. I uh, I'm not that worried, honestly. No, yeah, I think they're going to bounce gonna back. They're going to get it together. I, I, I feel like they will finish top six after. Once yeah, and obviously we don't know everything and, uh, about you know COVID and stuff, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm not too worried. But the uh, only team I'm worried about is Jurgen. To be honest, anyone else can you know, it's it's you know make it or break it. You oh yeah, they absolutely. just keep breaking it. I mean, Timro is sitting, uh, you know. Uh, far behind but they're they're still i guess kind of keeping pace with uh uh the 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 lower half of the uh standings but uh your gordon yeah your gordon's gonna be playing in the relegation series that's yeah that's all but a guarantee at this point really yeah i would agree with that i mean i haven't watched team raw a whole lot i didn't in the beginning of the season but from time to time watching them you know they're in their games it's not they're like they're getting caved in Every night, obviously, it happens from you know every now and then. I think they had a major loss uh, a while back, but you know, they actually speaking of Lexan, they pulled they, they had a 5 1 win against Lexan on December 26th, and then they actually they were down 4 5 1 against Malma, came back to win it in overtime 6 5 the last time they played on December 30th. Obviously, COVID has postponed quite a few games, so they haven't they haven't played since uh, December 30th, but they're playing hopefully. Uh, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday in the coming week. So they got quite a few games to to play, and four other their coming five are are away. So they need to, you know, build on what they've got. And <laughs> twice they're actually playing uh, Rugla. They're playing Rugla away back to back Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, and what's that all about? And uh, I, I mean, despite the the fact that they're they're currently sitting 13th overall, they do have talent on their team. Obviously, they I do, mean, yeah. you've got Ty Ratty, who's got uh, 15 goals and 12 assists in 29 games played. Uh, Robin Hansel's having himself a good season. Joey Lalegi is having himself a good season. Victor Lodine, um, and you know, I mean, even even getting some uh, some offense from their defensemen like Zajac and Svensson. Svensson. So. Uh, I feel like Harrison you know, is one of the most underrated demon in the entire league. I would say. I, I feel like if you know if they get on a hot streak, they can definitely push uh, to get out of that 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 thirteenth uh, spot, that final relegation spot. So they just haven't seemed to get everything clicking at the same time this season. Exactly, exactly. Hey, do you remember? <laughs> Ty Raddy to me is a major name, and I can't remember why I feel that way. Is it because he played with the Oilers quite, quite recently, or why is that? Because looking at him, you know, his draft, he's, he was drafted uh, 32 overall by the Blues, which is, you know, middle of the top pack, I would, I would say. But he played a full season with Edmonton in 2018-2019. Full season? 50 games? Or sorry, yeah, not a full season, but sorry, I was thinking uh, SHL games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, he had 50 games played with Edmonton in 2018, 2019. Before that, he was, you know, obviously jumping, jumping from AHL to NHL um, with St. Louis and Chicago. But um, yeah, no, That's, yeah. I mean, because the 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 level of the level of talent in in, in him is 
insanely high, obviously, looking at what he's accomplishing in the SHL. And I, I'd be surprised if we get to see him another season, but I really hope we do because, I mean, he's put up 27 points in 29 games in Timro. Imagine what he could do in, I don't know, Rugle, Lexan, Ferlunda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Lulio, for that matter. That would be really cool. Imagine him with Linus Olmark. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that's but, me uh, drifting off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and um, I mean, let's let's talk some uh, some goaltenders as well because um, I mean, Lulio has just a well. Both Lulio and Haleptu have just a killer goaltender combination right now. Obviously, yeah, uh, they do. You know, I was kind of looking forward to seeing Jesper Volstead um, in the in the World Juniors, but we all know how that turned out. But he's having himself a good oh, season. Yeah. Uh, Joel Osnanti obviously is, uh, you know, no no surprise there having himself a good season. But Strauss man, Lasinanti. Oh, sorry, the young Strauss man. The, the other day, the other day, he actually uh, set the record for most shoutouts in the Lulio, uh, Lulio franchise with thirty six against uh, Fralunda. Wow, that's pretty yeah. cool. Eclipsing his childhood idol, Jarmo Millis. Hmm. Just a bit of a tidbit of information. And there's, for those of you who uh, understand Swedish or wants to do the Google Translate, I had a great interview with Joel a while back, actually a couple of years back, where he discussed, you know, Jarmo Millis and all that. So just Google Joel Asenanti, SHL.se, and you can read it. It's a, it's an awesome interview because he goes into, into details how he met a guy playing street hockey with his jersey on the back. So, and the, and the little boy, his first words were, finally, I get to meet you, which is a really cool thing. So, yeah, you should check it out. It's an awesome interview. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the young Strauss man just continues to impress, you know, when he oh, first yeah. came on the scene in the league and was putting up those ridiculous numbers. He had, a you know, only a, sh- a, a small number of games played, but... He's now got 13 games played under his belt. He's still sitting at a 1.77 goals against and a 9.30 save percentage with three shutouts, two of which were back-to-back shutouts to start his SHL career. Yeah, I mean, he's he, a he, solid goalie, obviously. Um, oh, what's kind what, of weird what think, here? What do you think is in the future for him? Like, do you think he's going to get looks from, from KHL or NHL teams after this season, or do you think he's going to take maybe one one more season in the SHL? maybe look for, you know, um, uh, a starting role with another team. I was going to say, because you, you you literally brought up the topic I was going for here, because Matt Tompkins, just starting in the other end here, there's a rumor that he, first of all, there was a rumor that he had signed with Ferris out for the next season. That's not true, according to multiple sources, uh, to ex- express and I think but there's another rumor that he has signed with a Moscow based KHL team already nothing confirmed as, as far as I know but I'm very because he's 27 how old is Straussman he's 23 right yeah yeah there, so there's, there's three teams in Moscow isn't there Dynamo CSKA and and, and Spartak Spartak yeah that's true yeah so there are three and I don't know if there are you know because in there's a there's a team like just to compare the Lada Toliati in in the Russian soccer league they're also uh, I think they count as a Moscow based team but they are you know an hour or two outside Moscow so I don't know if there are other KHL teams in the vicinity that counts as Moscow based teams as well but I would I would I would assume it's Dynamo CSK or or Spartak um, yeah f- if 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 that turns out to be true. But yeah, I mean, talking about Straussman, he's 23. We talked about him when he signed as well. I'm surprised that he didn't get 
uh, drafted. I could see him. Hopefully, he'll stay because that way we can get him on the show. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, quite a few teams in the U.S. going, "Hey, there's a U.S.-born player we could make use of." Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because uh, they're kind of quite keen on the homegrown kind of thing. So yeah, he's definitely. And that would be, you know, the, the, sure. the he would be the the athletic story. You know, when he signs with U.S. Team X and has a great start to the season. This was his way to the NHL. Can, I can see it in front of me, can't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but hopefully he'll stay because uh, he's, a, he's a solid goaltender and uh, very fun to watch. Yeah. And he gives some really interesting post-game interviews as well. He's very funny, so uh, good for him. Um, moving on, are we done with the goalies? Yeah. Are there well, Actually, are there any surprises in terms of goaltending, like name-wise, that sticks out to you this season? No, no. Well, I, I mean, other than uh, Strasman and Matt Tompkins, not particularly. <laughs> no, I, I would, uh, I would include Vevelainen of late, but in terms of the entire season, yeah, the North Americans probably. Adam Orman in Vekko has had a decent season. Um, Kalin is obviously being injured now. I don't know for how long. So Orman is is taking the reins there and he's doing well, I'd say. Uh, oh, did we talk about Sam Halam becoming the next national team go- uh, coach for Sweden, by the way? Uh, I think we mentioned it, but we didn't really touch on it. Okay. If not, congratulations to Sam Halam. We are trying to get him on the show as well. I should text him. But I, yeah, uh, and he's I, up I, for it, he said. I know we have talked about it before, but I would like to, I would love to see, um, see him at the reins of an NHL team. Me too. Me too. I wonder who would be the, be the first Swedish coach, him or Grunborg? Probably Sam Hallam, actually. Or Hallam. Yeah, I, don't uh, know I mean, I, I feel like Ronberg has the experience, but Hallam has the pedig- the, the winning pedigree. Exactly, exactly. And he they are quite different in terms of coaching style. Uh, Sam is more of a uh, cool, cool, calm, and collected, and uh, Richard Grunberg is uh, uh, not actually <laughs> so so that's that so it i think it goes down to the style of leadership a certain nhl club wants in the end i guess but imagine sam hallam at the reins of i don't know the uh actually the chicago blackhawks yeah that would be something yeah i could see that maybe Detroit. or the red wings yeah yeah <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, let's hope for it. Uh, that, I'm calling it. Sam Hallam, next coach of the Red Wings. Sorry, <laughs> First ever Swedish coach in the NHL. Uh, let's, let's go with the... Don't the hold most... your breath. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll die. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Sorry. Oh, hang on. Could, we just, could you just give me a second? Hang on. No, I can't. Nope, I think he's gone. Where did he go? I needed a cess to drink. Ah. Are, are you done? Are you, are you ready? Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> uh, okay, where do we want to go from here? Um, should, should we maybe talk about some of the bigger player moves? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, let's start with, we obviously we talked about Joel Lundquist. What fascinates me here is in the span of like six minutes or something 
we got, I'm guessing you got the updates as well from, because we get updates from whenever a team signs, we get text updates, we should for context say. And, and in the span of like six or seven minutes, Freelunda signed Matthias Norlinder, Henrik Terminas, and Victor Bachmann. They went, here we go. We got a new team now. Yeah. And, it was like, um, we're not good enough yet. So what else can we no. do? And you can say what the hell you want about the Freelunda hockey team and their organization and their coach and Joel Lundqvist. But when they're good, Swedish hockey benefits. Oh, they 100%. do. And and when they go out and get three pretty damn good players in the span of five minutes and going, fuck you guys, we're moving on now. Uh, that's a statement that you shouldn't really, you know, brush off as something of nothing. They're they know what they're doing and they're in for it to win it. So and Matthias Norlinder, Norlinder is back with Frolanda, right? He's not playing in Laval. Yes. No, it, it, it was actually determined as a up and down move. So they so so Montreal Canadiens sent him down to Fralunda instead of sending him to Laval. Oh, okay. So he so had that uh, that, that caveat contract. in his contract that he could yes. return. And he said, because I was covering his first game back, and he said, you know, he uh, how was the what was the word? And they wanted him to work on what makes him good basically and so did he and the best way for him to do that was back home in an, in a you know comfortable environment where Familiar he knows everyone yeah. yes so so this he didn't say it out loud but you could kind of tell that you know i'm here now and i won't be next season yeah oh yeah well i i know there was um there was a bit of an outcry from you know Montreal fans when they did end up sending him down because he had a pretty solid debut uh, um, with Montreal in the six games that he did play. So uh, I, I have no doubt we'll see him as a as a, you know a full time NHL defenseman next season. I would agree with that, and obviously with the way that the Canadian season is going, you don't want. I think this is a good thing with the sending up and down kind of thing. You don't want young players to get familiar with losing in the NHL. You don't want that, you know, mindset set when they are to take over in terms of playing or running the team rather. And the the caveat or the benefit of sending players down or to different leagues or away from that losing environment is, I think it's underrated in terms of player development because that mental thing is so important once you get into, you know, once you meet the Penguins or you face the Blackhawks or what, the Avalanche or whatever, when you're the guy that the team is relying on. And if you've been there getting run over by Nathan McKinnon f- five times a week for the past six years or two years or whatever, that does stick with you. And if you can avoid that and come in with a fresh breath of air, I think that's really healthy for everyone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So good for him and good for Montreal and good for good for us because we get to get to see him. And I thought he was really good in his uh, in his uh, comeback game with the, with the Ferlunda, really. Yeah. Uh, but let's not get stuck with it. Joel Shelman is another uh, another really good signing. That was a signing, not not a loan or whatever, because he got I think he got waived for the purpose of termination. I think with uh, the Sharks. Uh, so he's back in the SHL having signed with Bekwa. Sorry. Uh, how the hell does Vecco Lakers get the money to sign him? But 
I think this is a good signing. Where are you at with Joel Shellman? How much did you what have you, did you see him at all in the SHL before he left, or where, when did you get over? I can't even remember. Uh, I came over in 2017. Oh yes, so you should have seen him once or twice at least. Yeah, when he was playing for uh, Carl's Krona and Brinus. Yeah, and he, he did put up solid numbers with those teams and playing probably a bit more sheltered minutes in a pretty star starstruck team or star uh, power team and yeah. I think it, could, it can do him rather well but at the same time okay here's my theory or a theory here's what I'm thinking when you put because pretty much if you would have put Joel Shellman in Brunas or if you would have put him in um, Tim Rowe or one of the bottom four or five teams he would be more of an impact player but when you put him in Vekla where you can count the stars with you have to use more than one hand to do so he won't be and that will probably show in the statistics like he will he might not be on a 34 point pace by the end of the season because he doesn't get that you know extra 15 seconds on the power play or extra he's not the sixth guy on the attack once you pull the goal or when there's a delayed call or whatever or am i wrong here well where are you at no, I, I I would tend to agree with you. I, I you know I I think he might be downplaying it a little bit. I think he's probably going to get some decent minutes, and he's probably going to yeah yeah, up yeah some for sure. But, I'm but but like you, be, but, you know, but like you said, he's, guy. He, he's not going to be the superstar like he would be, like you said, no. if he was on you know a Timro or a Brinus. But um, he's more of a, not necessarily a support role, but kind of a mid lean guy for the Lakers. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's what you want on a star power team. You want a player that's that would be a, a clear-cut first star in, on another team to be those middling players on your team. So obviously, it's a great move for for the Lakers. But yeah, uh, I'm interested to see to see him play for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Peter Holland leaves Eurogordon to no one's surprise. Uh, they didn't. It didn't quite work out. Uh, I don't know if we talked about that, but uh, what, what did he do? He came. He fought. He got suspended. And uh, yeah, that's about it. He came, he saw, he conquered, he left. Well, he came, he saw, he got suspended, he <laughs> got conquered, he got fined, he uh, got pissed, and uh, he left. And and, still uh, has not landed with another team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's a rumor he's, he'll, he is to sign in, in Germany, but that's a career path going haywire from the NHL, isn't it? He yeah, did. I mean, Jesus. I don't know what happened there. Sorry. Yeah, but anyway, uh, instead, we see the return of Dick Axelson to you, Gordon. I don't know what to make of that. that uh, yeah, that's just weird. I mean, because he retired at the end of last season. Um, obviously, your Gordon is having a terrible season. So I really like maybe he's thinking that he can help them turn things around. But at this point, I, I, I think it's too little too late, honestly. Oh, no, he didn't retire. He played in the Swedish Division 4 this season, guy. You should remember, he had 24 points in five games. <laughs> I just saw that. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, for those of you who might not know, Division 4 is basically a beer hockey league. Yes, and we should also mention now that the team he played for in the, the Swedish 4th Division, which is pretty much the... Sixth division because we have it's Mika's Jad's team. Yes, exactly. So hang on. We have the SHL, the hockey outsense, and then the division one, two, three, and four. So this is the bottom league. 
but it's the Brodenas hockey and Brodenas being the restaurant chain of restaurants owned by the Sibanajad brothers. And their team has, uh, just looking at it, one... Okay, give me a second. I think their combined SHL experience is quite high. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well, <laughs> their top scorer, Jonas Hoag, has 10 games played, has scored 24 goals and 22 assists in 10 games. Yes. And he, well, he was a pro in the English league and the French league, so that's nothing. Uh, We have Jens Carlson. I think he played in Lexand, didn't he? Is that the Jens Carlson I'm looking for here? He, no, no, that's not the Jens Carlson I was looking for. No, not at all. But we have Dick Axelson, obviously. We have uh, Patrick, Blumball, Patrick Blumdahl. He has played five games, scoring 13 points. He played with Linköping and Frölunda and AIK and stuff like that. Uh, Robert Carlson, Christian Eklund, obviously the father of William Eklund. Uh, yeah, so they got experience. <laughs> Sebastian Eidolf in net. Uh, I think he played with Sadatelli, didn't he? And the SHL. And I think he, was he with Jurgården as well? No, he was with Frölunda, Sadatelli, Asplöven. He played with the Linköping for quite some time. So yeah, he he did he did his bit. Uh, yeah, so they got experience. It's really cool. I mean, they're basically let's fuck this league over and do whatever we want. <laughs> Forty six points in ten games. Yeah, it's good. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Lund. We're having fun today. Uh, Patrick Lund, a formerly of Eurogordon and Linköping, has signed with Ferrystad, which is a bit of a surprise to me. Um, obviously, he's played with Ferrystad before. I think he is from around that area of the world, isn't he? Uh, it doesn't matter. He's back with Ferrystad anyway, and uh, good for him. Uh, good for us to have him back in the league because he's a solid player. He's played three games so far. Uh, not scoring anything. No, he's a leading boy, but he's played with Ferrystad before. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. I uh, did not. He didn't have much success in Germany, unfortunately, with uh, the no. Schweninger Wild Wings. He played twenty-eight games and scored one goal and one assist, and was a minus nine. So I'm not too sure what happened there. I would have expected him to do at know. least better than that, but yeah, um, that's weird. But yeah, back in the SHL, oh. obviously, Linköping was probably a little bummed that they didn't get him back. But uh, yeah, I'm, honestly, I don't think they could have, have could afford him. Um, no, uh, he had a great season with Linköping last season. So in that way, it's it's sad to see him sign somewhere else. But good for him. Good for good for the SHL. Uh, like I said, whenever there's a big name coming back, it's good good for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you remember Christers Gudlevskis? Uh, no. No. He is a goalie from Latvia. And he did play with, I think he was with the Blue Jackets and or the Lightning. Or both. Uh, 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 the Lightning? No, he was with the Lightning. Yeah. He signed with Brinas anyway. Uh, good for him. I don't know. Why? But, I mean, their goaltending tandem of Veni Vevelainen and Christos Gudlevskis. Oh, he's the guy who backstopped Latvia to the World Cup final, uh, World Championship final a while back where he got, well, shelled by the Canadian team, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in the World Championships of was I don't know 2016. Maybe I don't know. He played really well anyway, because they had Gudlevskis and they had a solid goaltending tandem there. Merzlikins is he from Latvia? I don't know. Uh, anyway, he had a, he's a back in or actually not back. He is in the SHL for the first time. Good for him. Yeah. And I'm really I'm really looking forward to see him play because I haven't seen him play in quite some time. And I think for him to outwork Veni Vevelainen, you need something extraordinary. And if they can get something extraordinary from him and also have Vevelainen, that's the recipe for success to avoid at least you know or avoid rather make it into to uh, the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. Because with Gudlevskis, and if Gudlevskis can deliver at least good to very good backup numbers, and Vevelainen being keeping some sort of form, obviously I don't expect him to get a shout out every other game, but that's a better goaltending tandem than Linköping, Arbro, and Laxand, I would say. But it, you know, like in the now immortal words of uh, Miko Koskinen, I can't score the goals. Yeah. Uh, there are other stuff to, that needs to be done as well. But good for good for Brinas. That's a solid signing, man. Yeah. So what do you know about <clears throat> Cameron Schilling? Uh, not a whole lot, but I've actually got to probably wrap it up here because I have somewhere to be at one o'clock. Actually, I do as well because I have an interview uh, coming up. But uh, just to finish it off here, uh, you're going to sign Cameron Schilling. Uh, he's a 33-year-old left shot D, uh, six foot three, 190 pounds. I don't know. Came over from Abbotsford Canucks. I don't know. Some weird organization back over in Canada. Um, yeah, Some backwater organization. <laughs> yeah, you. Hey, those are very your words, not mine. Um, well, I think that's it for now. Uh, we could go through many more signings and some weird quirky stuff, but uh, let's leave it at that, and we'll record maybe Monday. Yeah, absolutely. We'll try and keep the episodes at least once a week. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting some interviews to go with it as well, so you guys can listen to people other than us talk. Uh, but yeah, that's so boring. First, first episode back. Uh, first episode of the new year. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, as always, stay safe, wash your hands, and support your local business. And also, we want to shout out our patrons because we do have a Patreon page. We don't. Uh, thank them nearly enough for what they do but Eric, Adam, Darlene and Tom, Linus, Andreas, Tobias and Anton, thank you so much for uh, giving us money for, because we don't do enough for you uh, or despite we're not doing enough for you if you want to join uh, our patron it's patreon.com slash across the pond uh, pod I think uh, it's two bucks a month uh, and it's mostly for fun we are planning on spending the money at some point <laughs> but uh, this is, <laughs> we, things are uh, evolving uh, ever so slightly but yeah. thank you so much thanks for listening guys hope you have a good one see ya